What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 135, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Physical Copy himself, Ethan. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great. It's been a hectic week, Kevin. Uh, yesterday, I celebrated my four-year anniversary with my wife, Bucky Blue. Ooh, nice, so we nice. went out for a very nice dinner. It was awesome. Had a great time. Um, and we also got a cat last Saturday. Mm. Yeah, and uh, now it has to be wearing a collar because she's licking the spot where she got spayed. So <laughs> she's very upset with us. She's given us the cold shoulder, um, but we're trying to let her out of it so she can groom herself and stuff. But she's not happy right now, Kevin. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, the, the, she'll get over it. She'll, yeah, she'll, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll, she'll, be fine. she'll realize, like, yo, they give me food. They give me She just home. sleeps all day. Like, yeah, That's what cats do. <laughs> what else do you got to do? Does she have her favorite spot that she likes to sleep yet? Um, the couch right now is very mm -hmm. nice. And then for the first four hours of us going to bed until she wakes up and starts running around and going crazy. Oh, but, we, we had to kick them out of the, I can't, I can't deal with it. <laughs> I love having them in the bedroom. They're great. But, um, she also likes the cat tree. We got this cat tree. That's actually taller than me. I'm six foot. It's like six foot two. Um, and she gets up there, but she can't go up there right now with her collar. So she'll, mm. she'll be back up there soon. We are, our one cat likes to sleep underneath our bed it has drawers, like you can pull out the drawers. Oh, yeah. The cat likes to squeeze underneath yep. the bed. <laughs> he shouldn't be going out there. He's too big. But yep. then he'll he'll make his way from the underneath the bed into the drawer. And so you pull open the drawer, he's just sleeping in there. And I'm like, well, why is this your favorite spot in the whole, whole world? Yeah, our cat's really small, but her favorite spot when she gets scared, because I vacuumed today, right? And she does not like the vacuum, Same. right? The yeah. spot she runs to when she's scared is on top of the toilet well like that big piece in the back that holds all the water she climbs on top of that and just loafs on it i don't know it's so random but it's great cats are wonderful creatures but this yep. is not a cat podcast it's an xbox podcast and Could we be. are right here on youtube every thursday whether that's live or recorded make sure to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all our latest podcasts we uh we're putting out content a lot of content everyone still all right and if you want more content you can go over to patreon.com slash save the game media choose the tiers right for you and get exclusive bonus post shows like the one we're gonna do after this episode i know i said that last week we didn't actually do it but this week we're actually doing a post show so choose the tiers right for you like our current patreon supporters so thank you to bucky blue amon fabulous brianna brianna's mom brianna's brother brianna's wife nikolai at night cypher primus brendan myers marcus o'neill lillian mimi J, the snack network david hotright dave harp and the xbox expansion pass thank you all for your support we appreciate each and every one of you um we got, we got some stuff to talk about this week, Ethan. All right. You know, I, I a lot thought of topics. Good. Uh, last night I was like, oh, it's gonna be a slow news week. And then I woke up this morning and everyone's like, here you go, here you go, here. Yeah. I'm like, wow. And we got a hundred viewer questions, which I love. Yes. My favorite part of any show. So let's get into it, man. Love me some viewer questions. But before we get into those, we gotta start every week like we do by going around the room and asking one question. That question is, what have you been playing, my friend? Obviously, more Jedi Fallen Survivor. I won't talk about it anymore because i've talked about it at length great game go out play it um i booted up stray um because my wife asked me to play it because we had just gotten the cat and mm -hmm. she wanted to see me play stray the cat loves watching me play stray <laughs> like you can press the circle button and it, it meows the cat and stuff mm -hmm. and you can play with other cats and they make noises i remember when i first booted it up and you're in that little sequence where you're with the three other cats and everyone's meowing and stuff her pupils just went boom <laughs> it got so big uh it was really interesting to see her reactions to everything um pretty cool game the mechanics are really fun being able to jump around as a cat i'm not super far into it i think i'm like halfway through the second chapter um so I'm, i've been sort of dabbling in the puzzles and stuff i just did my first like big puzzle um with all the computer systems and everything to get the little robot that gives you the key or whatever um but really cool aesthetic really cool world that you're in it makes me feel like i'm in like a little nightmares uh esque world except i'm not being attacked by a bunch of like crazy monsters yet except i know there's game. i know there's enemies stop it kevin I will not have you slander little nightmares on here. We're going to get canceled. You already got the Minecraft kids on us. Don't get the little nightmares kids on us. They're weird. Um, but great game. Love the platforming of it. Um, I'm hoping that the puzzles get a little more complicated and complex and there's some more mechanics introduced, um, which I'm assuming there will be. I don't even have that little backpack yet that 
allows you to translate and stuff apparently so mm. um we'll see where it goes from here i'm, I'm interested but i do want to finish up fallen order be, or fallen survivor because uh, i got 50 hours into it now and with a full-time job and everything going on it's hard to put 50 hours into a game i've been slogging through it we're almost done i'm doing a lot of side stuff right now but i'm ready to finish up that main campaign uh well i i thought you had already played stray for some reason flash the little nightmares poop why is everyone crapping on one of the greatest side scrolling horror experiences ever boring it's janky it's boring and don't like it janky little nightmares 2 is a masterpiece Mm -mm. of a video game kevin so good i wasted five dollars buying that game on sale anyway (laughs) i thought you had played stray for some reason before like when whenever i've always said i wanted to i've always said i wanted to but i never got around to it it was just one of those things but my wife was like, can you play Stray? I want to see it. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Let's well, do it. For those listening, Stray has been rated by the ESRB for Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. So could become an Xbox any any day now, really, any moment. But it's free with PlayStation Plus. So, of course, I'm going to be. Also, yeah, there's there's some back. haptic feedback mechanics in it. I, the this Really, just the scratching so far. I don't know if they introduce any later on. Um, but it's cool to no, scratch no. on rugs and stuff with the <laughs> triggers and yeah, everything. It's fun. it's fun. It's a fun game. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Mav in the chat. What up? How's it going, Mav? Um, okay, so I'll keep mine short because like you, I have just been playing basically what I played last weekend. That is I rolled credits on Tokyo Xanadu EX+. Plus. Um, this The game grew on me. It grew on me a lot more as I went Good. on because the characters got more in-depth. The story got way better where you started getting things like uh, demonic possession and like big, more bigger events instead of like these tiny contained little stories that I I was getting along the way. There is there is a growing trend, though, however, with with these Falcon games. Um, (laughs) And that is when I roll credits, you get a nice little message that says, go back and get the true ending. And I go, I hate you. Why are you doing this? Hold a near on you. You just did this with Cold Steel 4. <laughs> and Cold Steel 4's original ending sucks. You have to do the true ending to be satisfied. And that's the canon ending. This ending, I was like, that was a satisfying ending. I enjoyed the ending to that. All right. Like, I, I liked it. Um, so I don't think I'm going to go back. Hot take. I don't think I'm going to go back and do Damn. the true ending. Your brain's uh, going to allow you to not go back and do it? I rolled credits so I could say I completed it. All right. I don't need to to do everything yeah and i feel satisfied that's my okay. i feel satisfied with the journey of this game uh no mav i did i did not say tokyo had some dookie plus <laughs> <laughs> um, it might who knows mm-hmm. no i feel satisfied with the journey i took with this game so i don't think i'm gonna go back um probably just look the endings up on uh, on youtube to see if they're mm. anything better than, than what I got. But, See, I um, want to talk a little bit about this. What is your overall sentiment on games that do that? Because me, my mindset, you know me, I'm, I'm more of a completionist. I like to methodically go through a world. That's what I'm doing with Jedi Survivor right now is exploring as much as I can, doing all the side stuff before moving on in the main quest. If I get presented an option to replay the game because there's a different ending, I almost feel obligated that I have to do it and waste another like 10, 20, 30 hours to get through it just to get a different ending because it just bothers me so much. Obviously, you're not like that, huh? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not like that. Um, So Cold Steel 4 was a different because I was like, I want the canon ending because I'm going to be continuing this series. This is more of like it's a one off game. I liked the original ending. I felt satisfied. So I don't feel like I need to go and see the the true, true ending, which I have an idea of what it is. I I can piece it together from like context clues. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole, you know, what's annoying, though, is there's a true ending. And then I looked it up and there's a true true ending where after you get the true ending (laughs) they make you go do another thing and i was like you at this point just stop just stop the game all right we don't need we don't need continuously like it bothers me when games don't know when to end that's a big thing for me like know at what point you've done your your mission your creative vision is complete you don't need to just keep there doesn't need a everything doesn't need to be tied up in a pretty bow okay like we can we can have some there's sadness in games there's a reason that i've replayed mass effect one two and three over 15 times kevin (laughs) it's so i could see every little bit that those developers programmed into every single game (laughs) because there's a lot of different avenues you can go down in a game like that not every game i could do that with it's very difficult mass effect is lucky because i love it so much it's great 
Yeah, I love Mass Effect, but I am uh, I'm I'm closing the book on Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. I am now looking for a very very short game to play between now and Diablo Four. <laughs> All right, Ooh. I'm not I'm I have some... Tears of the Kingdom, real quick game. Yeah, yeah real quick. Jump I'm knock that out real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have the, I have the Caligula effect on my PS5. That's too long. That's a forty hour mm. JRPG. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock that out. So I'm I'm. Probably gonna dive into Game Pass PS Plus, see if there's any nice. uh yeah. cute little games I can I can pick up and and just knock out real quick. Ravenlock would have been good, except I knocked it out already because it's already three done. hours long. Yep. But we'll uh I'll report back on that and see what I can find next week. And I'll report back on Tears of the Kingdom because I'm jumping into that Ooh. starting probably Monday. Ooh. I'm gonna be jumping into that, so we'll see. Okay. Uh Kyle has done 80 something shrines already. And I know I've been seeing he, his posts on it that it's making me jealous, but uh, he, he I, I need to tell me his it. eyes were hurting at one point because he, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't stop playing. That was, was me like, with Elden Ring. It's bad, right, bro. You're <laughs> gonna, you guys are gonna bleed, but it's okay. Uh, we can move into the news, Ethan, because we're not, well, that's all we're playing. So, story number one. It's probably our big one, but well, sorry, it depends on what you, in terms of business. We got a game I want to talk about, but story number one, the EU has approved the Activision Blizzard deal. So the European Union regulators have approved Microsoft's $68.7 billion deal, billion dollar deal to acquire Activision Blizzard just weeks after the UK's CMA blocked the deal. This comes from Tom Warren over at The Verge, who says, quote, the EU found that Microsoft would have no incentive to refuse to distribute Activision's games to Sony, and that even if Microsoft did decide to withdraw Activision's games from PlayStation, this would not significantly harm competition in the console's market. The EU did express concerns regarding the distribution of ABK games on PC and cloud markets and offered the following remedy, quote, the European Commission has identified remedies to allow for the deal to go ahead through 10-year licensing deals that Microsoft has offered to competitors. These include a free license to consumerism EU countries that would allow them to stream via any cloud gaming streaming services of their choice all current and future Activision Blizzard PC and console games that they have a license for. Cloud providers will also be offered a free license to stream these games in EU markets. These licenses are automatic and mean that consumers will have the right to stream ABK games they've purchased or subscribed to on any cloud gaming platform. President of Microsoft Brad Smith confirmed that this uh, will apply globally. So I said a lot there, Ethan. Uh, I don't know if you caught it all. Kind of blacked out while I was reading it. All right, it's a whole bunch of words. I'm like, what's words? But uh, you're muted. <laughs> wow, just a bunch of business word soup. I said, but but I, I I picked it up. So how are we feeling? The EU has approved the deal. One of the big three has set given the go ahead. I mean, I think this one we were more expecting that they were going to approve it. I don't think there was any really big signs from the EU regulatory body saying that they didn't want to approve it. Um, what they've said, what their concerns are kind of going along with why the CMAs blocked everything, but they did offer that remedy. So I guess that's why they went through with it. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter though, unless they can get approval from CMA and the FTC. We have to remember Microsoft will still have to go through a fight with the FTC. FTC filed a lawsuit against them to try and block this. So there's a lot of hoops that Microsoft has to jump through. The EU, the EU confirming this deal, I think that was a, a something that we saw coming. A mile away i don't think there was any doubt that that was going to happen so it's just good to see another barrier get knocked down um but I, I i think we need to focus on cma and ftc right now because that's really the main blocking point for for this deal so going into the deal uh m a lawyer said the eu is typically the hardest one to get through um it doesn't seem like that the turns, cmas have ripped us apart it turns out <laughs> the EU is is much more open to this deal than uh, the yeah. FTC or the CMA. What I want to talk about primarily is their remedy that they've offered and Microsoft has yes. accepted. And we'll talk a little more about it in a different story yep. because it seems to be already going into effect. So essentially, the EU said that the deal can go through if Microsoft allows consumers who have a license for an Activision Blizzard game, say Call of Duty, if you buy a Call of Duty product on Xbox, you need to allow them to play that via cloud on any cloud gaming service of their choice after that. So essentially, you get a license that transfers any product, any cloud streaming service, right, is how right. I've interpreted this, how I've seen this read. 
And the big one I hear is that they can't charge the cloud gaming providers for providing this license. They have to give it to them for free. Mm. So basically, Microsoft is saying, okay, we agree to this. So they're now eating the cost of licensing deals for cloud gaming providers because we know for a fact that they were going to be like, we're going to make these deals, but you, you're going to pay us to stream our games, right? Like that's that's how it works. So that's gone. You now open your ecosystem up a little more. Uh, just We've already seen this with the cloud gaming deals, but essentially they're saying you can take the game you bought and go anywhere with it. We don't care. You can go to PlayStation and stream it through PS Plus streaming, right? Like that's right. completely fine. You go to Nvidia, you can go to Boosteroid, whatever those places <laughs> they made the deal with are. So this is really Microsoft putting their money where their mouth is, saying that yeah. we we really do want to get this deal through. I'm still very concerned about the CMA and the FTC. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think this. I I saw some people online being like the deal's back on everything's i'm like you all need to slow your (laughs) roll this is this is one out of the big three that needs to say yes and the other two are still very (laughs) very very opposed yeah the cma so i don't know if you saw the chain of tweets from the ceo the the cma they were like yeah, EU, you can do what you want, but we think you are wrong. We like think you're wrong. They yeah. went at them in a in a Twitter chain, being like, "You're yeah. letting Microsoft dominate this cloud market for the next Which, ten years." Which, by the this way, awesome that that's our world now, where giant regulatory bodies are tweeting, doing twit twit longs, <laughs> going against companies and stuff. But anyways, um, the 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 remedy that you were talking about, I think it's really cool because I think that's what Xbox really wants. It wants to put all of its games into different ecosystems. It has been putting out all of these deals, and we talked about it: the deal with Nvidia, the deal with uh, that they tried to strike with PlayStation for Call of Duty. All of these things were to back up their argument saying that they weren't making a monopoly by buying Activision Blizzard King. And it seems to have worked out in this case. So I think the remedy that they presented to Xbox is exactly what Xbox wants. So I think Xbox is going to take that opportunity, regardless of whether this deal goes through or not, is they want all their games on different platforms. So it's, it's a good remedy. Sam in the chat says, this is a big concession and a smart move by Microsoft, but cloud slash internet infrastructure just isn't there yet for so many people to reliably stream any of these titles. And I think that is a big point that people need to remember where right. they're agreeing it now for the next 10 years. This, that's what this remedy is. They're agreeing to give this remedy for 10 years where I don't think the cloud infrastructure and gaming space is really going to blow up in the next 10 years i'm sure there'll be improvements and some slow Mm -hmm. more people getting into it but it's not going to become in the next 10 years the main way people play games so in 10 years when they can revisit this stuff maybe microsoft is okay we'll we'll take this hit now because afterwards we can we can make some money on this when the cloud gaming market maybe exists at that point yeah, and, and what Sam said is sort of the core of the argument as to why the decision by the CMA and the FTC doesn't really make sense because their main sticking point for their decision was they didn't want Microsoft to monopolize the cloud market. The cloud market's not that big. <laughs> it's it's very minimal. Uh, it makes up a, a fraction of gaming. Most gaming is done on PC, on console, native run, right? Cloud gaming really isn't done often right because so many people have issues having access to it i live in vermont it's a very rural state um i can get good enough internet to play online and stuff like that but if i'm cloud streaming it's not going to work it's simply not going to work the entire state probably couldn't cloud game unless you're up in burlington and our city we call it our city Mm -hmm. but that's probably the only place in the entire state where you could get away with cloud gaming and even then you're not going to be playing call of duty on cloud because it's just not going to work so i I know using my hardwired internet connection here, which is which is 500, I get uh, more or less. Um, it's not the the next would be a gig, but 500 yeah. megabytes. All right, PS Plus streaming still doesn't work very well for me. Right, it's very frustrating, and I know it's not Microsoft, but it just goes to show, like even with a very good connection, mm-hmm. hardwired cloud gaming still isn't quite where it right. needs to be in order to be like a a true market where people can play games. And I'm sure it's fine. It's fine for certain games, very turn based, slow games where things like uh, reaction time doesn't matter. 
you do take a hit with resolution. You do take a hit with with other the input lag, stuff like that on cloud gaming yeah. right now. So we have a long way to go in not only the cloud technology, but the infrastructure itself. Yeah, exactly. So just we got to hope that they see that light and then see that cloud gaming is not a monopoly because it really doesn't exist in our space that much right now. I'm going to be, a, listen, I know people won't, uh, we don't fanboy here, okay? But I'm going I'm to say something, all right? I'm going to say something <laughs> right now. Part of me kind of thought the EU was going to say no, and then Microsoft was just going to kill the deal, and then we could all move on with our lives. So yeah. part of me is kind of like, now they're going to drag Now Microsoft out. has a, Microsoft has a, a focus, out. a narrative now. Yeah. They can go to the CMA and say, the EU approved us. <laughs> well, now, now they're definitely going to fight. Gonna which it's going to be a slog. Had, if the EU had said no, I think they call hey. it, it quits and just... But more Hogue Law videos. He's back. He's feeling healthier. We get to see him in action again. So excited That's about true. that. Yeah. Well, before we get into the other big news, uh, let's just quickly go through the Game Pass games that are coming for the second half of May. So available right now, you get FIFA 23 for console and PC. You get Eastern Exorcist for console and PC. You get Ghost Lore for console. May 23rd, you get Planet of Lana for console and PC, which is getting apparently rave reviews. It's going to be one of the biggest indie games this year for sure, so keep an eye on that. May 25th, you get Cassette Beast for console, which is already on a PC and has an 89 on Open Critic. All right, so if you like those Pokemon-style games, keep an eye on this one. I think I might check that one out when I have some time. It's a shame it's coming out like a week before Diablo. Uh, you also get yeah. Massive Chalice for cloud and console, Railway Empire 2 for cloud, console, and PC, and May 30th, you get Chicory, a colorful tale for console and PC. Ethan, any of these pique in your interest? Um, I remember seeing Chicory. I want to say they advertised it during a Nintendo Direct. Um, I remember seeing a little bit of footage from that, and it looked pretty interesting. Um, so that might be a game that I check out. Planet of Lana, I've heard a lot about. I haven't seen a, a lot of footage of it, or I can't remember any advertisements off the top of my head that I've seen. Um, but it seems like it kind of snuck in to the zeitgeist. People talking about it, like you said, really great reviews. So it might be something I check out. Um, again, though, Tears of the Kingdom is probably going to be my next big project. So lots of big games right now, taking up a lot of my time. I'm hoping maybe these are... Are, are you playing Diablo? I, I got to get around to it at some point, but damn, Kevin, <laughs> I work 16 hour shifts. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm trying to I'm trying to game as much as I can on my days off, but it's hard to keep up. It really you, is. You bring that switch to work. Hold, hold on. Yeah, I don't hold, think I could do that where on. I work. <laughs> One second. I right, got the Korok scene. We can, what, what do you need? Uh, no. Um, none of like I said, cassette beasts. I'm interested in trying out mm -hmm. when I get some time. It, because it is a it, it's a pokemon style game it's very highly rated none of these other games are really calling to me i have fifa 23 already like i bought it uh so that's not anything for me these other ones now i was i looked at eastern exorcist it's apparently uh, people call it 2d sekiro so i'm out immediately okay like i ain't playing that game <laughs> kevin's done <laughs> yeah so Nothing really here for me for for game. I it goes back to say I really think they were banking on Redfall for being the Game Pass game this month. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I will agree with you on that, but I do love seeing these small drops with a lot of little indie projects and smaller oh, games. I, I think these are people wonderful. Upset. I see a lot of people upset about. If you, Stop it! If you go online and look after these Game Pass drops, the amount of people Ooh. calling it Indie Pass or saying they're going to cancel, and I'm like, that would be awesome if they rename it Indie Pass and it's nothing but dope indie games. I'm like, in heaven. I'll I, pay twenty five bucks a month for that. I'm just saying. What if I said for the last year plus, Ethan, Game Pass is going to become Xbox first party indie games and some double a games <laughs> yes all right exactly. you, you are not going to constantly see those triple a third party yeah. games on you're game not going to get guardians of the galaxy four months after it comes out often like that's no. that was rare yeah it's uh get used to it folks that's all i'm saying i i really that's great i love that. i'm fine with that i think that's a, gr a great value for money yeah absolutely 
especially because double A's have been knocking it out of the port a lot more than single play or uh, triple A. What was that portal esque one that you played earlier? Ooh, um, that you reviewed the it entropy really center. The entropy so, center. So I still good. need to play that. I it's so that. good. I recommend it to everyone. It's so good. But, Go check out his review. His review right there. Yeah. Story number three, though, Ethan. This broke this morning and set the internet, uh, the internet ablaze. I can't speak today, guys. I, you the know, internet, I had some. Though. That's a cool name. I had some PC issues before. Oh, all right, we were. Y'all should have seen his late. face. His face was the face of a PC gamer that just troubleshot his computer for thirty minutes to get Skyrim to run with weird mods. It's, it I, was rough. I really think it's thrown off my whole flow. I can't speak properly. <laughs> my brain sweating. doesn't work. It, it was one of those things where I just stared and was like, "Why? What is happening?" And the thousand yard stare of a PC gamer. Yeah. PCs <laughs> just break on their own. Okay. You don't do anything to them. They just get worse magic. They're like, like yeah, I don't want to work today. Yeah. Don't want to work. I'm not going to do it. You know what an overcurrent is? I'm like, I really don't. Yeah. But like, he's not saying it. We get fired when we say we're overworked. Our PCs can just, just be like, you, we don't care. Anyway, Mortal Kombat 1 has been revealed. Nether Realm's next game. Uh, isn't Mortal Kombat 12, as many expected. Instead, the new game will be called Mortal Kombat 1 in what is essentially a re reboot in the franchise. The CGI trailer uh, and info provided afterwards confirm Mortal Kombat 1 is a new Mortal Kombat universe created by Fire God Liu Kang. And if you aren't familiar with the Mortal Kombat lore, spoilers for Mortal Kombat 11. At the end of Mortal Kombat 11, okay, Raiden and Liu Kang fuse together to make Thunder and Fire God Liu Kang. And they That's just call cool. him Fire God Liu Kang. And then he made a brand new universe. So it was a bunch of time travel. Okay. So if you hadn't played Mortal Kombat 11, I just told I just told you how it ended. All right. Sorry for you, but that's the story. It's been out We're in, for how many years? I now? don't know. We're, <laughs> we are now in this new Fire Ga Liu Kang universe, and the game promises new fighting systems, game modes, fatalities, reimagined versions of their iconic characters, along with an immersive story campaign. The game is scheduled for release on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, and somehow the Switch, and it's coming out September nineteenth, twenty twenty three. If you pre-order on PS5 or Xbox Series consoles, you will get access to a beta in August. Ethan, did you see this trailer? What are your thoughts about Mortal Kombat 1? I didn't see the trailer, but I do want to say I think this is a great move by the makers of Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat has been a staple in the fighting game community forever. It was one of the first like mainstream fighting games ever released. I remember it is the first fighting game I've ever played in my life. I think I played, I forget which one it was. It was whatever one was on the sega genesis um my cousin had it we played some mortal kombat it's the first fighting game i ever played still not big into fighting games but i know mortal kombat mortal kombat is something that is treasured by a lot of people um recently it just hasn't really been in the fighting game scene like crazy more people are focused on some of these new guys on the block like guilty gear strive there's a lot of really great innovation going on in the fighting game community obviously smash is more popular than ever before um and and i think mortal kombat wants to come wants to come back and be a part of this scene again and really make a big impact in the fighting game community um i think a good rebranding a, a sort of reset would be really healthy for the franchise i think this is a good move i think a lot of people have talked about this going back to like mortal kombat 8 or 9 like this has always been talked about and i think uh you're starting to see people talk about that with soul caliber like when games just get to the 12s 13 like it's starting to get to a point where you need a bit of a refresh you need something different you need something new um and i think this is a great move by that team i think it's going to be exciting i hope it's a great game um mortal kombat even though i'm not a fighting person i will be buying this game just because it's mortal kombat this is one of the first video games i played as a young kid um i think it's something that you need to honor and, and respect and be excited for so I'm not a Mortal Kombat guy. I much prefer the platform fighters and then the anime uh, arc system works style fighters. I used to play Mortal Kombat. I think the last one I played was X. And I remember because Kyle used to kick my button mm. in all the time. This trailer <laughs> was hype. Like it was just a CGI trailer. So but the, the, the models looked fantastic. It looked absolutely gorgeous. I want, I cannot wait to see what this looks like in engine like gameplay wise and whether we get that at the playstation showcase this week or later down the line i'm sure the game will look great um they showed off what i assume are some of the new fatalities in that cgi in this game it Ooh. goes from the the trailer goes from like 
questioning things. Like it shows Sub Zero and Scorpion. And it's like, will you be mortal enemies or will you be foe or friends? And it's like, okay, when you say immersive story campaign, are you going to like somehow allow players to make decisions about like who their friends are, who their enemies are outside of the Sounds right up your alley. Mortal Kombat rivalries? Because you saw yeah. some of those classic Mortal Kombat rivalries and then they were like kind of like teasing they could be friends. And I was like, I don't know if they're just doing this for the trailer or they're just yeah. doing it or they're doing it to say like, hey, the story is going to have these these elements. I think going back to the like rebooting it is a great move because the last one, like I said, had a bunch of time travel. Like it's very complicated. The lore, the yep. whole the whole thing is very hard to understand if you aren't following Mortal Kombat, which I wasn't. All right. I looked up those spoilers because I was like, what is going on? How does Luke <laughs> yeah. Kang have fire god powers? And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay. This makes this makes sense. He fused with rate. And of course, I should have figured that out. Um I'm still very confused on how this game is going to run on the Switch, as I as I mentioned. Um, Don't we say that about every game that says it's coming out on the Switch? Well, <laughs> it's it's an it's a current gen only game, so PS5 and yeah. Xbox Series consoles, and then PC, and then the Switch is clearly the outlier. Which, if they really want to make this game look as good as possible, like the Switch is going to have to get a dumbed down version, I'm sorry, or right. play through the cloud. Like those are your options. There's yeah. no way that you get a switch version that is anywhere near comparable to the version we're going to get on ps5 and xbox series it's gonna have to be like back in the ds era where there was just different versions of games on nintendo we've talked a little bit about that in the past but Uh, september 19th for a release date that's uh, september is stacked uh for me at least sorry you got starfield on (laughs) september 6th okay (laughs) that's 400 Uh, hours of my life down the drain (laughs) Uh, you might have Spider-Man if the rumors are, are to be re- That's believed. like 100 hours down the drain. <laughs> you played Spider-Man for 100 hours? I guarantee you they're going to make this game bigger than Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 2 is going to be huge. It's got to be, right? Uh, we'll see. We'll find out next week probably. <laughs> um, and then you have, uh, for me, there's a few JRPGs coming out in September as well. But then you get Mortal Kombat. And like I feel like September has quietly become a very stacked month. And this one's right there, September 19th. Gives you a little space. Obviously, it's a, a different style game to those other ones, Spider-Man and Starfield. But um, I, I know Mortal Kombat 11 sold like 15 plus million copies so i'm Ooh. expecting this one to be huge because it, like it, i think it i think the reboot is really going to appeal to people i think mortal kombat as a brand has been coming back into relevancy um i know sam in it's the good. chat he said with a sequel to the mortal kombat film in the works and video game adaptations getting more and more popular it's a genius move to reset the lore for the most part to make it narratively accessible to anyone and yep. that is what i agree with i think mortal Kombat, like i was saying more more relevant than ever before and while it isn't my preferred fighting game of choice i do think it's had a resurgence especially with that i don't know if you saw that movie uh apparently it was i loved the movie decent. oh did you okay i loved it we did a review on it on the channel did i we? didn't do it I didn't was do this it. before I even joined you guys. I don't remember. <laughs> I know I did something for it. It was great. I loved it. I know a lot of people kind of crapped on it and said it was like a B movie, but I thought it was good fun. There was a lot of fun characters in there. It was great. Well, uh, making Justice Three. That's what I will. That's what I'll say. Mm. I wanted Justice okay. Three, but yeah, Mortal Kombat One looks looks cool. Excited to see more. Can't wait to see tournaments. I, yes. I one thing I will say, I'm not a fighting game guy, but I love watching people play it. So. I would love to see Mortal Kombat get back into the big fighting game tournament scene. Uh, let's move on to story number four. And I kind of hinted at this, but Xbox brings PC games to NVIDIA GeForce Ooh. Now. Sarah Bond has announced that starting today, NVIDIA GeForce Now and cloud gaming members in the UK, the US, and the EU, and around the world can stream Gears 5. And on May 25th, fan favorites Deathloop, Grounded, and Pentiment will join the service. This is the first step in their 10-year partnership with NVIDIA and Xbox that they they made to get these the Activision deal through. Yep, but exactly. Seems they're gonna do the deal with or without the Activision Blizzard deal going through. So uh, what do we make of this? Yeah, this is great. I mean, this is Xbox's strategy to get their games on every platform, like we've said, beaten into the dust. Um, but if you remember, this deal was made with NVIDIA to get NVIDIA's backing 
on the purchase of ABK. Originally, NVIDIA was going to go against it, say, yes, they're trying to monopolize the cloud industry because NVIDIA at the time was going to be a cloud competitor to Xbox's Game Pass and their PC Game Pass and everything. Uh, with this deal, though, NVIDIA came out and said, OK, we're good with the ABK deal now. Um, because we got 10-year commitment from Xbox that they're going to put all these games on our service. Um, but it's good to see Xbox continue with its commitments, even though it didn't work out the way they wanted it to, or at least that's where it's heading, probably. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's just great, and I think it fits their strategy for what they're trying to do and getting their games on every service. I think that these sort of deals, even if the Activision Blizzard deal doesn't go through making sure you follow through with the deals that you've made with people exactly. like Boosteroid, GeForce Now, and I don't know if they didn't make one with Luna, but get one with Luna, first of all. Uh, but you should be honoring those deals that you did make. Bring games to the service because it's not like it's, it's not hurting you in any way because you still have to yeah. buy the games through Steam or Epic to stream them on these mm -hmm. cloud gaming services, okay? So you're still getting the revenue there and then you have a deal and it's just going to allow people to play your games everywhere. But if for some reason Activision Blizzard King doesn't get approved by the FTC or CMA after these appeal processes, right? It's not like Microsoft is going to say, well, we're never going to acquire anyone again, right? Like maybe they go for right. someone else and then they're still under the scrutiny. But if they've shown, hey, look at all the games we're putting on these cloud. We're not you. I know you said the remedies, but look what we're doing anyway, right? Like you didn't yep. make us you didn't make us do this because the deal went through, but we honored it anyway. So maybe it, it increases the chance of getting their next acquisition through that's if a, the abk deal doesn't go through yeah that's a really great point because we've talked about how if this deal doesn't go through xbox obviously isn't going to go after a big publisher for a very long time right um but if they put out this th these feelers and, and they make these deals with all these companies and integrate themselves with all of these different services then when they do go to make that deal again there's no argument to be made because xbox has decade-long commitments with all of these companies hey all of our games are going to be everywhere proven you can't track record. proven track record exactly so i think that's a really great point you made uh, i don't really have much more to say on that it's awesome to see uh people can go play go stream gears 5 um oh, yeah. side note call it gears of war all right i don't like this gears 5 nonsense gears of war 5 kevin that's gears what of war 6 make it happen let's do it all right, last story before we get into viewer questions. Story number five, Xbox might offer, quote, timed slices of games or games with ads. So speaking with the Rolling Stones UK, Sarah Bond once again said that Xbox is exploring additional gaming business models than those they already have in place. So currently they have pay-to-play, free-to-play, and then live service models, right? Like those are the types of games they, they make. They also have Game Pass model, which they've introduced in more recent years. However, Sarah said, we've talked about how eat we sorry, we've talked about how we're experimenting with other models. Like what does it mean for advertising in games, which is more prevalent in mobile? Are there models of that that would work well in PC and console? Are there other models where you might have timed slices of games and stuff like that? Providing creators with options and choice enables them to experiment and do what they like and actually create more immersive and creative experiences without having to fit into a mold. And because it was the UK, they spelled mold, M-O-U-L-D, weirdos. What are you doing? They're only the originators of the English language, but they don't get it right. It's, I, a, it's weird, right? Color, I can live with. Armor. Favorite Armor. I can live Who with. Says mold? Mold? <laughs> mold? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, Too funny. Sorry, Ethan, Sam. I got. I, I want to go first on this one. Yeah, please, because I got a lot to say too. We're we're both gonna be angry old men here. <laughs> Do not put ads <laughs> in video games. It might. Oh. It works in mobile because mobile gaming is a lot less. Like it's more casual. Okay, I'm gonna call it what it is. All right, you boot for up for people a, that drool on themselves. <laughs> wow Sorry. Sorry. wow okay I didn't, I didn't mean to say that <laughs> but if i am playing a game on my 500 console <laughs> and i get a nice little pop-up uh, for some some random ad down associated with the game or telling me to buy some gems or or weird stuff that they do in the mobile space you're going to make not only me but everyone else angry her her thing here where she says 
are there other models where you might have timed slices of games and stuff like that? Sarah, let me introduce you to the concept of demos. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> One thing that day, PlayStation does really well, I got to say, is doing I, demos. <laughs> we all we all clown on play. Well, my problem with the PlayStation demos is that they lock game trials at the premium tier, which mm. is isn't the way I would do it. I think everyone should be able to do game trials just to see, hey, but it, it is... saved me from playing Forspoken. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Um, I'm happy. But Sarah, come on. Timed slices of game. That's literally the definition of a demo. You get to sm play a small segmented piece of the game for a limited time. What are we what are we doing here? That model's existed for 20 plus years. I used to get discs in magazines that would have demos. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. This is I don't I don't know what they're doing. This is so this is crazy. I get what she's trying to say. Okay. She's trying to say, like, how can we add revenue to make more money for creators and not be intrusive to gamers at the same time? Ads is not it. Time demos, great idea. Every game should have a demo timed slices where you have to pay to play a certain amount i'm not for yeah. that so we've had this conversation before i think it was one of my first episodes i did with you um we talked about advertising in video games and how obviously the mobile side of things like if that was introduced to our premium console games we would be pretty upset um in terms of advertising, if you're integrating it into a game and making it part of the game mechanic and it doesn't take away from immersion or the story or anything else, I can see it working, doing advertisements. We have games like Death Stranding that put monster energy drinks in there and it gives you a stamina boost and it kind of is this funny little quirky thing that's in the game. Um, obviously, that opens you up to issues of contracts because that also happened with uh, Death Stranding where monster didn't want to advertise it in anymore and i think they had to do something different for the director's cut yeah, say, isn't sure. it removed in the director's cut it's a i don't know if it's hand. removed or if it's a different type of energy drink i think i heard it was like rockstar or something that don't quote me on that um but i would love to see games do more with real world advertisements if it's integrated properly like for example fallout 4 game that i love play on pc um, I have a mod that specifically changes all of the food items that you can find into the world into real world food items. So I'm not finding just a box of crackers. I'm finding a box of Ritz crackers or I'm finding a box of cornflakes or something like real world stuff. And these are things that you could put out as advertisements, make more money for the developers, but at the same time, make the world more realistic and more interesting to explore. I think things like that can work. I think there are ways that that could be horrible, like. For example, I guarantee Rockstar would run away with something like that and make it just miserable where they would just put billboards everywhere in GTA 6 or something and just advertise the dumbest crap on them and have rolling advertisements on online and just make the whole thing just some slideshow for advertisements. But I think there's a way you can do it. There's obviously a lot of games where you wouldn't be able to do that, like a game like Elden Ring or a game like Skyrim, any high fantasy games. You're not going to be able to do advertising in right? You're not going to be able to integrate anything into the world properly unless you want to make it immersion breaking. Um, so, but what you said about interrupted ads in the middle of a game or something, unacceptable. If I'm paying five to $700 for a console, and then on top of that, spending another $70 for the video game, playing on my $60 controller, I swear to God, if I see an advertisement, I'll never play a video game again. Right. <laughs> like I will just start watching Netflix. <laughs> I don't care. That's ridiculous. So well, Netflix unacceptable. introduced ads too, all right? A lower I tier. Know. A lower <laughs> tier. Which Whatever. I know there's been rumors of Game Pass introducing a lower tier with ads. If if you sign up knowing like at a certain tier you get ads, that's that's more acceptable to me. Like that's fine, I think. Um, I actually like your idea of product placement in games. I think that's a great solution. To this problem where people right. want more ad revenue and don't want it to be intrusive uh monster was removed from the director's cut i did look it mm -hmm. up so um but it yeah. is still in the original but if you're playing games like like i know the last of us tv show right like they had they ate chef boyardee out yeah. of a can right <laughs> throw it in the game that chef would be Bo perfect get a chef well boyardee i don't know if you want your product associated with like a depressing game <laughs> like you know there's that balance that i feel like advertisers are gonna have to make like certain video games just wouldn't really fit their well, brand i got right? i got a perfect one forza horizon series 
Ooh. you could you could really cool advertising sell out those boards that you yep. smash through like you jump through the <laughs> ramp imagine just jumping through like the most tide pods just smashing tide pods. <laughs> like you could yeah sell out all those have billboards litter and it wouldn't look out of place because it's like oh it's supposed to be like they're billboards like that's I mean, advertisement what, that's what is synonymous do. with racing right like you yeah. plaster stuff all over cars like how they do in nascar or formula one you have advertisements everywhere right it's it's great um but yeah i think something fables gonna talk about <laughs> wouldn't that be funny <laughs> we're gonna go to taco bell and then i'm gonna sacrifice you to the dark lord um but i think as a consumer we need to be careful about allowing some of these things to happen. We did it with microtransactions. Remember, we started pushing back on micro microtransactions back in the day, last generation, and then we just gave up. And now they're in every video game, and it's the personalities of some video games, and it, it, it's unavoidable at this point. Microtransactions, yeah, we allowed that to happen because we kept buying them. And and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I buy micro, I buy battle passes. I do that same thing. If we allow the little bit to come in in terms of advertising, they're going to take a mile because they're going to try and make as much money as they can with this and push us as far as they can. So I think as consumers, we all do really need to be careful in how much we allow it or where we put our money. Um, like you were saying, the immersion stuff, if we put things in games that make sense in the context, it, it adds to the immersion of the game and the realism of a game. Absolutely. That would be great. Anything outside of that boundary, though? We should be pushing back on that hard and not allowing that to happen because the second we do allow that to happen, it's going to be everywhere. We're, mm. we're going to have Taco Bells in Skyrim or in Fable. <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare. No, I agree. I agree for sure. Hellblade crossed the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thousand Pound Sisters, Hellblade. <laughs> it's so no, wonderful. I'll give Sanyu on my rose. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. We can move on from the news because we got lots of viewer questions Ooh, to get to. Part. So Let's if you want to write into the show, you can do so in our Discord. That link is down below in the description. Come join, hang out with us. We got a few new members this week. Love to see new people popping into the Discord. Shout out to you guys. So a uh, question thread goes up every week. You can drop it in there. Uh, tweet at us at Save Game Media. Tons of way to get your feedback and questions on the show. Just like Terabo did, who says... Not every developer is receptive to putting their games on Game Pass. There's a possibility Xbox has missed out on some timed exclusives due to this. In this hypothetical, should Xbox accept timed exclusive deals to Xbox that doesn't include Game Pass? Um, it looks like e Ethan's chatting there's, with someone. There's just a hot air balloon flying through the mm. sky right in the middle of my town. So that's cool. <laughs> that's that cool. Uh, uh, I can answer this first. Yeah, you go first. I'm I'm looking at this hot air balloon real quick. <laughs> Xbox Xbox gave up on timed exclusive deals uh, for the most part. Um, really, we've seen timed exclusive. That is very cool, Ethan. Uh, for for audio listeners, he's showing me the hot air balloon. Xbox has kind of given up on timed exclusive deals for the most part that aren't indie titles that often come to Game Pass. So, so I know Death's Door was one that they did a timed exclusivity for. Yep. It didn't launch in a Game Pass. It did come after a few months. Um, I know that um, Tunic was a timed exclusive and it was in Game Pass. So typically yep. they do the smaller games that will be a short three to six month window also in Game Pass because that is what they're pushing just getting a timed exclusive doesn't really benefit them. And we saw that last generation where they went and got things like Tomb Raider as a mm -hmm. time exclusive, and yep. it didn't work out for them. It didn't drive console sales. So it was kind of just throwing your money away because people would often wait the year and then play it on their platform of choice. So right. I actually don't think that they should be making timed exclusive deals. Game Pass deals are much more important to me than timed exclusivity um and actually owning the ips that are your exclusive to your platform is yeah I, I absolutely agree with you and i want to add the point that i think timed exclusives are sort of a a system that i think are probably is probably going away right it, it's not as popular as it once was i think the 360 generation and the ps3 generation that's when it was really really popular for timed exclusives with the new subscription-based models that both sony and xbox are pushing i think having these third-party timed exclusive deals they're not really as important to these companies anymore um i would love to see a juxtaposition of how many timed exclusive deals xbox used to make before game pass and how many they've made since 
obviously we don't have those numbers, so I don't know how to compare that. Um, but it, it is an interesting question to ask and, and maybe something somebody can dig up in any financial reports because I, I don't know how to do any of that. Uh, we ha- he, he wrote in quite a few more questions. I don't know if we're going to do all of them this week. We have like we... 10 to 15 yeah, questions we have on this lots list. This of... <laughs> Love it. Sam says, Sony is going to have words with you, Ethan. Retimed exclusivity seems to be working incredibly well for them for four plus years. Sony does do well with timed exclusivity. But then Sony ends up buying the studios a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel like Sony and Xbox are more interested in actually folding people into becoming first party than they are just making these timed exclusive deals. I don't know. I think Sony does both. They make plenty of timed exclusive. They make exclusive deals. All right. Final Fantasy seven remake. I, where you at? I only play first party games on Sony. All right. So I don't, I don't know that ecosystem mm-hmm. very well. <laughs> right. uh, we'll go to it's Kyle next uh, because we have lots mm. of questions and if we have time. We also will circle back and earn time. We'll save them for next week. Don't worry. So yeah. it's Kyle asked, do you think it's fair that Xbox has had to take all the blame for Redfall despite seemingly being hands off? Yet the same people saying they're responsible for how bad the game is remove all credit from Xbox for the successes such as Hi-Fi Rush, Psychonauts 2, Pentiment, saying, quote, those aren't Xbox games. Well, if they aren't, then neither is Redfall. I, I think it's only a double standard when it comes to games media and twitter posters right like i I think any enthusiast and if obviously we're all enthusiasts here anybody listening to this podcast you're an enthusiast you you can see through the bullshit right you can see through the silver lining right um it's we've talked about xbox's hand hands-off approach and how great it is and i i made a point when we were talking about redfall that if you're gonna have this hands-off approach then you're gonna have problems like redfall you're not every game is going to be a hit right not every game is going to be a hi-fi rush right it's just not going to happen so you have to have that give and take i think there is a way that xbox could probably do better at monitoring how a game's developing and maybe increase its supervision or decrease it based off of that development cycle obviously you want to do it in a way that's not super intrusive to the creative freedom of the people making the video game you just want to have some sort of monitoring system and i think that's something that phil spencer said he wants to improve on when he did that interview with the kind of funny x cast he said we don't think we approached arcana austin early enough in its development cycle to see how they were doing or if they needed assistance i think that's really where xbox needs to improve on where they can take the blame on can xbox take the blame for the entire thing no but phil spencer is the head of the ship and it's his job to take the blame for those things so i think he's doing his job he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do um but in terms of whose fault it is i think it's it's a give and take it's some of xbox's fault some of arcane austin's fault there's really not one person to blame on this but phil spencer is the head of the ship he's got to take a lot of the brunt of this so I I think the question comes out because I have seen certain um, co- commentators in, in the space say that Xbox can't take credit for games like Psychonauts 2 because it was already in development when they were acquired. And now we know that Redfall was also in development when Arcane right. was acquired. So if you're just looking at the timeline here, okay, they bought Double Find in 2019. Psychonauts 2 came out two years later, 2021. Yep. They bought Arcane 2021, and Redfall comes out two years later, 2023. So they have the same amount of time in between being acquired and releasing a game. Mm -hmm. In my mind, you cannot... and, And whether or not you... Whether or not Xbox was more involved in one or the other is really really irrelevant to me we know for a fact that xbox allowed psycho double fine to put boss battles in psychonauts 2 they allowed them to expand it we've heard they were a little not not so great at helping redfall out right it's irrelevant to me because at that point they're all xbox games i really don't understand the commentary where people are like this isn't an xbox game but this one is it's the same amount of time in between acquiring and development as soon in my mind as soon as you sign on the die line that you are now an xbox game studio whatever you put out next is an xbox game okay and people will say well the outer worlds was was published by 
private division. So that's not an Xbox game. Even that, they were acquired. I still count it as an Xbox game. All right. It might not yeah. be a Xbox first party game because it wasn't a first party game that they put out. Yeah. I still think it's an Xbox game. All right. Because it's under their umbrella. Mm-hmm. I really think people get way too in the weeds about this whole like Xbox can't claim this Xbox clan can't claim that it's, yeah. it's, it's annoying. It's annoying rhetoric for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just the console warriors that we have to ignore. And from this sides. point, from this point sides. forward, I'll make that point. I'm, I'm dec- any game that comes out now is an Xbox game. Any game that came yes. out in the last few years is an Xbox. And every game is an Xbox game. Every game is an Xbox game. Every single game. God of War, <laughs> Xbox. God of War is an Xbox game. Um, okay. Amon asks, "What do you think will happen to Starfield, or what do you think will happen to Xbox if Starfield flops? Will Phil Spencer be fired?" Do you think they turn into a third-party game dev? Aman, I can answer this with one uh, one word. No. <laughs> For one, Starfield's not going to flop. Let's put that out into the world. I refuse to believe it. Bethesda, I love you. Starfield's going to be great. I've been wanting a, a Bethesda space video game since I was a little kid. That was like that little kid moment where you're like, wouldn't it be cool if you had this game? <laughs> <laughs> that this is now a reality we're getting jetpack sex yeah it, it's gonna be great kevin it's gonna be a great game we got to put that out there if it somehow flops and it's in the 40s and 50s and the game's buggy as hell and nothing works and it's just no gameplay loop and it's just miserably bad i could honestly see phil spencer resigning probably as head of xbox i mean i think that would be something that could be on the table will it happen maybe not I don't know. I think there's a possibility, though. Xbox will still be around, though. It'll just be another failed game, and you know we'll have to hang our head down for it. But Xbox is still going to be around. They're still going to be pushing Game Pass. We're still going to be making other games. Um, but Phil Spencer, I mean, Redfall flopping and then Starfield flopping, that's rough. Not a lot of CEOs can go through that, men- that much PR damage without you know resigning. He's not going to get fired. He's going to resign told to resign i don't see i don't see i don't first of all i don't think starfield's gonna flop but also i don't think phil spencer will be fired because at the end of the day what matters most is money and under his leadership they've money set record quarters all right they've been making money so his job for me is not at risk i do not think xbox at any point will become a third party game developer okay (laughs) what, what playstation becomes the only first party console like what a boring world to live in i know like, right like if anything xbox would be sold to someone else yeah and they would still which, continue to be no. a first party which still weird but no. they're never gonna be microsoft I, I isn't getting rid of xbox no they're ever. not they're not i'm just saying the, there's no world in which they become a third party game yeah. developer The thing with Xbox and Microsoft is it's a great marriage because not only do they make money off of Xbox, obviously, but it integrates Microsoft's technology into more things, right? Microsoft already has a monopoly on like operating systems, right? But even if somebody has all Apple products and they buy an Xbox, you still have Microsoft in your home, right? People stream off of that platform. People use Microsoft products to stream, right? It's, It's a big deal for them to have that in everyone's home. All right, last question. Sam, who's in the chat, uh, wrote in and said, with the PlayStation Showcase now confirmed to be happening before Xboxes and the assumption being that PlayStation will pack a major punch with reveals, do you think there's going to be additional pressure on Xbox's show to, quote, deliver the goods? I think there's always maximum pressure on these companies when they do these PR events. Maybe not for Nintendo directs because they seem to not care sometimes. <laughs> They're just like, oh, whatever, just throw whatever we got out there. We'll deal with the deal with it later. Uh, but in terms of Xbox so- showcases and PlayStation state of plays, I think there's always maximum pressure on anybody that's putting together those things. And and I don't think you hold back cards because the other the the competition is doing something different, right? You're you're going to put out what you need to put out. You're going to put out what you have ready to put out. You're not going to hold anything back just because oh, Xbox is about to come out with a big game. Now we're going to reveal this game or like or Sony's not putting out a game and Xbox is like, "Oh, we got to reveal this game now because mm-hmm. they're putting out that." That I don't think that's how that works. I think there's always going to be maximum pressure. Um Sony's state of play, I am expecting to be really good time. I am really excited to see y'all's live react. I won't be there cause I'll be at work, but I'm really excited to see y'all's live react on that. Um, it's going to be 
hopefully some great reveals. Um, I have some pretty high expectations for this one. Mm -hmm. Sony has a lot of games in the pipeline that we don't know a lot about. We haven't seen a lot about, so they have a lot to reveal if they have that uh, in in the chamber. Um, Xbox's showcase does have to knock it out of the park, though. Of course, it always does, right? Yeah, I, was, I think Xbox's showcase has to knock it out of the park regardless of what Sony... Like, if Sony wasn't having a showcase at all, I would still say there's massive yeah. pressure on Xbox to Absolutely. deliver because right now they are in such a, a negative space like the pr yes. isn't good at the moment they they need to reassure the fan base that like we have amazing games coming look at all the good stuff that we're you doing you need another hi-fi rush moment right now we need a we need something and i think the showcase regardless of what sony does next week uh but tune in and watch us live react at 4 p.m eastern on mm. uh on wednesday may 24th mm. i think regardless of what happens there xbox needs to come out hit some home runs nail it and uh and really yep. just deliver for their fan base so absolutely we will save the rest of these questions for a later time because like i said he he did write in with a lot of questions so i uh, love it though now yeah, we got it. now love we it. got stuff to to talk about but that's all for us today so ethan where can people find you in the discord come say hi and you can find me over on Twitter at the Muffin Mon. It's a one seven I and O seven A. Follow us at Save Game Media to stay up to date with all of our latest content videos. Make sure if you're over on audio services and you've made it this far to hit that five star review. It does help us in the algorithm. I've been seeing the benefits. All right, I can see. I see we're going Thank up. You guys. I can see it. Where it's all because of your support. So please hit us with those ratings. Appreciate it, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Peace.